I don't know, just me personally dealing with the, so much close contact with it being around the pandemic, just being that close to somebody and just getting your ass whooped by a guy in a Batman costume scares the hell out of me. <laughs> but I just can't stop loving and reading all about it. Welcome back to Knowledge Brews Supreme, the show that percolates your creativity. On today's episode of Knowledge Brews Supreme, I want to break down the hottest movie in the world right now at the time of this recording, and that is The Batman. But I can't do it alone, so I'm bringing back another former guest from a previous episode, episode two of this podcast. Uh, my guest for today's episode, Breaking Down the Batman, is Wade Ed Stanley from Not Wade's Art Days. Uh, he's here to help me out. So just a warning now, there's going to be some spoilers, lots of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the Batman yet, I would honestly hold off on listening to this episode, maybe come back to it after you've watched the Batman. Um, so just a heads up, maybe stop now if you haven't seen the Batman, but if you have, uh, now's the time, you know, to keep going. So welcome back to the show, Wade. How's it going? How are you today? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. I am super excited. Um, uh, how am I? It's 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 simple. It's uh, the question you're listening to this. It's the Batman, and you're wondering if Batman's good. It's great. <laughs> Done. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's why I, I brought well, Wade in. Now we can keep going. Yeah, I'll just yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more into that. We already know Wade likes to flick a lot, so we're, we'll probably have some things to discuss, maybe some disagreements. Um, we're both in agreement. We both are big fans of Batman, the universe, and all that, but we'll get more into the actual flick here in just a sec. But let's get into it, just talk about the Batman sort of generally. At the time of the recording, we're recording this towards the end of March or about mid-March, um, it is the number one movie in America, and it generated over $134 million domestically during its opening weekend. So um, that's obviously not bad at all. Not, a, not no chump change there, but by comparison, The Dark Knight, uh, the Christian Bale, the second movie of the Christian Bale uh, trilogy as Batman released in 2008, generated almost uh, 160 million, about a little over 158 million in its opening week. Uh, and even more comparison, the original Batman released in 1989 generated around 40, 40, around a little under $40.5 million. But obviously the numbers for the Batman in 89 would probably be higher now if we factored in inflation. Um, and keeping into consideration, you know, the Batman's production cost, the, the most recent flick was over $200 million. So there's a lot of expectation for this movie to generate a lot of revenue, a lot of buzz, and it clearly did. Uh, during its opening weekend. Uh, some, more, some more background information. The Batman was written and directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, it stars Robert Pattinson as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Uh, Zoe Kravitz plays Selena Kyle and Catwoman. Uh, you also have Colin Farrell in the movie as Penguin. We're, we'll actually talk a little bit more about this uh, later on. Uh, the cast is loaded. Lots of, lots of famous uh, people you probably are aware of. Lots of big names that you're going to be even more aware of now that this flick is out. Um, the Batman has a running time of two hours and 56 minutes, um, easily the longest Batman flick if we aren't counting the Zack Snyder edition of Justice League. All right, so now that we got some of the table setting you know, stuff out of the way when it comes to the Batman, um, I want to jump right into my quick kind of dirty review of the Batman. And I will stress this right from the beginning. I did like the movie. I liked it a lot. Um, Batman is by far my favorite comic book character as well. So, you know, I had a lot of high hopes for this particular film. Um, I did almost zero research about the film before it came out. Like I knew there was a Batman movie coming out. I knew that Robert Pattinson was going to play the Batman, but I, I didn't watch or read much into it. I really wanted to go into it with a really fresh perspective. So I did like this, this version of the Batman. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very excited about where this story in this version of the Batman could go, but it was not one of my favorites of the series thus far. And so I really want to kind of lay out a few nits I have to pick 
with the Batman. Uh, one, I think it's too long. Um, I really don't understand why it was almost three hours long. I think, you know, two hours, 56 minutes longer, if you consider, you know, trailers and, and other things you have to sit through. Um, I, I think they could have easily shaved off 20 to 30 minutes and the movie would have been just fine. Um, ultimately, I really didn't like Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne. I think he's awesome as Batman, but once he's out of that costume, I'm, I'm just out. I think he's a little too gloomy, a little too dark for me as Bruce Wayne. I thought he had kind of zero charisma playing Bruce Wayne. thought he was awesome as Batman, um, but really you're playing two parts. So I, we'll talk about that later on. And kind of my biggest nit to pick was, you know, the Riddler. Um, he's the main villain of this movie, um, and he makes a huge impact in the movie right away, you know, with this murder, the, this really gruesome kind of murder that happens pretty quickly in the film. You realize that it's the Riddler. Things are off to a great start, but I was just so thrown off the entire movie why he was costumed to look like the gimp from Pulp Fiction more so than an actual supervillain. Like, I didn't really need him to be Jim Carrey, uh, the Riddler, but I, I just needed a little more toned down than, than the gimp from Pulp Fiction. His riddles were great, um, but I thought he maybe was a little too psychotic. I didn't really quite understand why they turned that dial up as, as, as far as they did. Um, I'm all in on the actor who played the riddle. I think Paul Dano is great, but I thought he was kind of dealt a weird hand for this particular role. And, and again, this is just my opinion about it. So Wade, I know you really like this flick. You said right away, it's great. So maybe you can point out, why am I, why am I wrong? Why, you know, I'm kind of meh on this movie. Um, why am I wrong about this? Maybe tell me why the Batman is better than maybe I'm giving it credit for. Uh, you're right. I, 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 I have no argument at all. At all. You are absolutely right. I, uh, you said it was too long. I think I shaved off. Uh, too long. Three hours. Well, the trailers, that means you kind of missed something when you went to the theaters, didn't you? You, um, you saw the trailer, the, the DC trailer, and there's Isa Miller, Miller with the uh, Harry Potter, and there he was with um, the Flash. Sure. Yeah, and he had the glasses, and Jason Momoa showed up, and he's just like, hey, I'm Jason Momoa. I'm Aquaman again. We're like, yay. <laughs> and there's, because uh, I uh, the second time around, I watched it with these two kids, and I had to kind of keep them in the whole time, in the pocket, of like paying attention up to the movie. Because I, I thought I was going to watch it with a 12-year-old, it being PG-13, I can get away with that. Because hey, I'm his uncle, I can, I can do that. But I had to bring a six-year-old girl. Oh, interesting. Yes. So, ooh. It was, <laughs> no. It was, uh, it was the second time around, it was a lot more fun. I had to kind of keep her going along. Like, hey, there's something. Like, you did find that, kid. Shut up. <laughs> so I'm trying my best not to do that anymore because I've already done it and I'm done. And uh, and but the the 12 year old actually caught a lot of things. I was like, okay, 12 year old, what'd you get? And he's just like, I found that. I'm like, okay, you're correct. Too long. Uh, where to shave it? Then that's just one thing I I was kind of confused. Is where where can they shave it? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good question. I you know I think. I didn't really like, I'm not saying, I don't know, this is a weird way to put it, but I didn't really like much of this. I didn't like um, some of the story I thought with, with Alfred felt rushed. It felt like they were just kind of sprinkling it in there. And it, I don't know, I didn't really feel great about that. So I almost feel like maybe you could cut some there. Some of the stuff with the Riddler I thought was really strange too. I mean, I don't know, the, the, the connection with the, um, the whole like online, I guess, persona thing he was building up. And I, I, I don't know, some of that I thought I could have cut a little out of, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's just a hard ask for anybody to sit down for a three hour movie. Um, so yeah, I, I really, I, I mean, unless you're talking about the Godfather or, or something, I don't know. I think it's just a really hard ask for three hours. Like, so you just didn't like the story and thing. you didn't like the, I'm sorry, I was making sure you didn't like the, you know, you just like Patterson as Bruce Wayne, you, the Alfred, you said Alfred. Yeah, I, I didn't really, I, I don't know. Alfred. I didn't. Did you expect I, to see more of him? I expected to see more of him, but during the time he was actually on screen, I didn't really enjoy much of it. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't. yelled at him? That, I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't know. I, maybe it's, maybe it's, um, 
I don't know. I didn't really love the, I didn't really love the character or the guy they got to play Alfred. I think he's a great actor, but I didn't think Alfred was necessarily the best part. Um, the last thing I think I saw him in was, was being the, the, one of the main antagonists in Black Panther. So it was kind of weird to see him kind of dial it down a little bit. So and, like, I just know like, that's like Andy Serkis, uh, oh, he did, it was Andy Serkis. He, uh, why it's important, why Alfred's such a fun character. I can go into that if you like, or I could be like Andy Serkis. He's awesome. He's from New Zealand, I think, but he's the, isn't he Peter Jackson's assistant director? He's Peter I, Jackson's assistant director, I think. He also did Gollum. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's a, boy, he's a physical actor. Right. So he's kind of establishing some standard, and he's not even there to set, establish that standard because he gets taken out pretty quickly. Because, right. hey, I taught you how to fight. You're right. Uh, you needed a father, and I was not a father. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one thing they don't really address about the Batman movies. They kind of made that like a weird rule. Everyone agrees on that, that he was orphaned. Batman or Bruce Wayne was orphaned. He was taken care of by the butler that just was getting paid. Like everyone thinks this is some Downton Abbey. Like that's an established rule. Like right. that's going to happen. Okay, that's what happened for him. We all established that. But we're talking about the Batman. Um we're trying to do something new. We're trying to build something. What's the best moment? Why is this movie great? And I'll tell you, it is when Robert Patterson went and knocked on that door and he said, hey, hey, is the penguin there? He was like, yeah, hold on. They come and they open the door again. And just if you think about it, if you read all these Batman stories, you watch all these Batman movies, you watch him be like the sneaky guy. And he just really, they couldn't figure out how to get the hold of the penguin. So they just went and knocked on his front door. <laughs> to this day, I think that's the coolest, newest, greatest Batman thing that has ever happened in a long Batman time. And I thought like, okay, how can you not love it? I'll sit there and I'll eat popcorn. I'll watch that over and over again. That was great. He literally, it wasn't like, he didn't like sneak in, do some burglary. He didn't do any of that jazz. He literally knocked on the front door and said, hey, can I please talk to the penguin? I just love that part personally. Yeah. So it's just one of those, like how you take names and what names you accept and what names you give out. The movie's called The Batman, but it's about this guy called the Riddler who's sitting there like killing people and giving messages and somehow no one's angry at him. Kind of purposely that's what's so weird about gotham it's why they're losing themselves yeah i thought that was incredibly strange i mean here he is just brutally murdering people um and he's pretty much broadcasting the fact that it's happening online and also in this world where batman exists i'm i'm also kind of i find it strange that it, it they were unable to track this guy even though he's like yeah, he's leaving clues at the scene of the crime, but he's also leaving a lot of fingerprints, at least digitally. Um, I don't know, maybe, you know, I don't know if he was just on some kind of an uh, encrypted kind of dark web platform that maybe only like creeps and murderers hang out on, but you would think the kind of technology that Bruce Wayne and, and some of the members of Gotham, you know, had access to, maybe they could have just tracked this guy's IP address. I don't know. I, I thought that was just kind of a weird... I don't know weird direction but yeah i just like the yeah it's the fact that he like there's some more clues they could have done and these cops are not doing it and they're <laughs> the mayor is dead yeah yeah i mean now so you're finding the flaws in gotham just by even thinking about it like here you're adding more time to the movie yourself <laughs> or adding more time to the movie saying well they didn't do this they do that like yeah now the mayor's dead but they do have like they have these this have this billion dollars no one is looking at and their their past forensics um accountant studied all their crap and uh instead of uh blowing a whistle and so he wouldn't die he killed the mayor and that's how he's doing a whistleblow yeah. oh he's blowing yeah he's being a whistleblower by killing people sure that's what sure. he thought that's why because that's what his uh that was his inspiration from the batman so, so he was talking back to them. That's why the clues were like to the Batman. He wanted Batman to do all that stuff. So it sounds like you have, you've, you're, you're seeing things about maybe in this movie that I might've missed the first time you've seen it more than once. And I think, you know, I think this is a movie that I think I probably will end up liking more the more I watch it. 
Um, I think three hours, you know, there's a lot you can put in three hours and there's also a lot to catch. There's also a lot to miss. So I definitely want to come back and revisit this Batman again um, in the near future. So you kind of addressed this a little bit already, but I want to come back around to it. Um, what do you consider to be the, the most, what is the most memorable moment or scene of this movie to you? Like what will be the one scene that sticks out the most to you when you're That's thinking good. about the Batman? Man, that's just, I don't know, it reminds me of the Chris Farley joke. And he'd always have that joke when he'd interview people. It was great, because he was always nervous, but he was so, he was like, yeah, he was actually a really good interviewer, and I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but he would, he'd have this joke, and I could I could explain it to you in the joke, but I'd have to do the joke. Hey, 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 Dr. Dr. John Chansey, did you, you, see, you saw the Batman, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you saw it. Remember that, remember that part when he, uh, knocked on the door and he said the penguins is the penguin there <laughs> he like didn't say anything they just closed the door on him and they opened it back up and they're like he just fights them <laughs> remember that part i do i do that was a really good part that was awesome <laughs> i like that <laughs> hey, that's the chris farley joke and everyone forgets about him and you know bless his heart, you know, but like, sure. that's, that's the first thing I think of when people ask me that question, I get asked that question a lot because I'm such a big fan. I'm just like, eh, I, you hear that part? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's good. And if you could describe it, I mean, if that's all it takes is just like, hey, all I got to do is say like, Batman knocks on the door, asks for Penguin. And immediately you only need like a sentence or two to describe that scene. And people, if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what Wade is talking about because it really is one of the more like underrated scenes. It's not like, you know, this is a this is a Batman flick that's very high pack, action movies, everything, you know, what you would expect. But this is just this kind of subtle moment in the movie that Wade's describing that really is, it, 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 it's um, very subtle, but very impactful. So um, yeah, I think that's a really good one. I, I'm just, I, I love the Batman series so much. I think my highlight of seeing the movie is, and I'm putting this in quotations, you can't see my fingers right now if you're listening to this, but seeing the quote unquote Joker at the end of the movie, at least we, we speculate that the Joker is the one that's in the prison cell next to the Riddler at the end of the movie. But there is some speculation on that or whether or not that was um, in fact a Joker because you don't actually see his face. You kind of see some hair and the outlines of his face and you're led to believe it's the Joker, but you never know that, that you know, this could evolve and change uh, between now and the next movie. So I'm incredibly intrigued to see where they end up taking this kind of story or character. If it is the Joker, you know, I, I, I you know, um, you have to have the Joker in the Batman universe. I mean, you know, so you weren't, you knew he's going to be there at some point, but maybe you weren't quite sure where he was going to turn up. Uh, he's supposedly is going to be played by Barry Keegan, um, who was from, I first saw in Dunkirk. This kid is awesome. So if it ends up being him as the Joker, I am ecstatic about that. And so I, I think that'd be really cool. And I, you know, strangely enough, uh, Christopher Nolan made Dunkirk. So I think kind of that little sh call back to the other Batman series and a, and a nod that way will be really interesting. Um, so I'm really excited to see if that really is the Joker or not. But um, if it's not, I'm interested to see how they explain it uh, else, you know, otherwise, if it is the Joker, I'm really excited to see where they take that character. So either way, I think we win-win in this situation. So I am kind of mad on the Batman. You're very high on the Batman, which is great. We, we can disagree on that, or we can maybe find some common ground there, things we both like, maybe some things we didn't necessarily like. But what I want to know is, where does this version of the Batman rank all time for you, Wade? Does it break your top five, like all time Batman films? I don't usually rank though. That's, I saw, yeah, I don't, I don't rank. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really rank that much. I just know, like, when I was a kid, like, if you just uh, if you treat it like, oh, like maybe you treat it like a little like a unstuck in time kind of situation. Like this is two thousand and this is supposed to come out last year in June. It didn't because of uh, pandemic kind of uh, kind of uh, pushed it back some more. Sure. It was filming. They started filming, planned it out, ready to go right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, that's wow. one of the the newspapers that came out newspaper that's one of the news stories that came out was robert patterson got 
he got COVID during during the shoot as dread as Batman. And if you've you've seen the movie, that guy was dressed as Batman the whole time, really. Right. There was a few times he wasn't. And those were so little that we kind of that's that's what you notice about him. That's what you you drew to him was the oh he's uh oh crap i'm talking about robert patterson he didn't say anything about that i'm getting lost again you say all that and that means you missed robin so i have a question for you john where is robin yeah i definitely i missed it i did not see that so honestly that's i we'll, we'll talk more about that in the predictions i think um i'm hoping they'll introduce him soon but i i didn't i did not catch that the first time around because usually like the, when I pulled, like when I asked around, people always telling me it's the it was the mayor's kid, the one at the end who grabbed his hand, be like, everything's oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the Robin. That's not. That's that's the trick of the movie. I, I absolutely love that wasn't Robin. Robin was the kid in the gang with his face half. Painted oh, on. remember yet? And yeah. he went to go and Batman showed up. That actor is from uh, uh he plays the part of Tim Drake in the show Titans on HBO Max. Oh wow. I'm such a Batman nerd, I have to watch Titans as well. <laughs> Which oh, wow. Batman's not there, but there's always there's always a chance he'll show up. That's sure. why I have to watch the show because he might show up. Right, right, right. Of course he never does, but he might. Sure. And uh, sorry, I just grabbed a drink there. And that's why I always uh, liked about those stupid shows. So there he was showing up in the middle of a subway station, really scared. I'm like, okay, this is not that type of story. They're flat out telling the audience, even me, who does all this research, who does all this, uh, who does all this reading on Batman or consuming of Batman. And here I am like, oh, there's Tim Drake. Like, oh, wait a minute. He's getting scared and running away. This is a totally different kind of thing. And they, they established that rule at the beginning. I'm like, okay, that's a neat. That's how they introduced the Batman. And this guy just walks around and he fights criminals for two years and listens to Nirvana songs while wearing face makeup. I always thought that's what I loved about it because everyone's like scared to talk about like how he looks like a gothic, gothic scared guy. I mean, he is scary and gothic, but like he's listening to Nirvana and wearing face makeup. Are you going to go talk to that guy? <laughs> Probably like, are you gonna not. give him a name if i would like i'm such a batman fan i'm gonna say that is matches from sure. matches malone that's his character when he goes out and like investigates crime when he's uh when he does investigations in disguise he doesn't go out as batman he goes out as matches and he like hmm. gets he goes under thing from like meets makes friends with a henchman and they always do that story of matches coming in and this way he does that's how he that's why that's how he's able to uh get through all of the uh the streets and all that from gotham which we never really see because we just follow him we don't follow gotham that much so the narrative is always with him and most of the time if he had a choice he'd be wearing the batman suit beating the crap out of people at night <laughs> sure sure and he gets stuck in this mystery which he really didn't ask for right so great thing there's like a, you missed and that that was robin and if you're watching him, he's getting sad and lonely and he finally goes to this funeral for the mayor that dies. It wasn't his fault that somehow he's involved now. Because in his head, he doesn't call himself Bruce Wayne. He calls himself Batman at all times. He's nuts. <laughs> so there he is. He goes to the funeral and he's ready to dress up as Batman at any moment to the point where he does because he's always weirdly prepared. And there he is dresses the oh he goes to the funeral and the one thing everyone missed that even i just kind of skipped there was uh when he was really sad and everyone come up to him like hey bruce like the 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 identity he doesn't want to go to the the name he doesn't really want to respond to bruce wayne which the uh, which alfred kind of helped him established it was like hey you have to go by this name because this is not my name this is what i do the batman for sure. Okay, so he uses that. He doesn't like going by it. And someone comes by and says, hey, you're Bruce Wayne. One of the people in the crowd said, you know, the, like stuff like this really hurt my daughter. Hmm. Remember that character from the funeral scene? He's dressed as Bruce Wayne, all the face makeup's gone. Uh, vaguely. Vaguely. I will bet my ukulele, I called dubs, 
next movie or if they do a new movie or if they if the one rule they're establishing that's joe chill oh interesting well yeah hold on to that bring that into the predictions we'll, we'll talk about that at the end so you don't necessarily rank the batman flicks and that's okay i i have a hard time not ranking things i just that's kind of what i do i like lists so my top five i think i i don't know if anything will ever beat the dark knight that came out in 2008 i think that movie is a batman movie set to the speed and pace of a movie like heat with ironically val kilmer who actually played batman before um that movie is just batman on steroids on crack that everything about it is just no so the dark knight i think is number one i don't think anything will beat the dark knight um it's just too good it's like heat meets batman i love that uh number two batman returns honestly i i think it's a great film batman returns is great but i will probably always love that one a lot because it's the one i remember most as a kid growing up like i was born in 88 okay. so i have zero recollection of seeing the original Batman when it came out, obviously. But by 92, I was at least old enough to remember buying and seeing the merchandise, the advertising. I mean, Batman was everywhere. So really loved Batman Returns as a kid. Um, I grew up watching Batman, the original 89, a lot as a kid too, even though I didn't see it when I was you know, one years old. Um, I, I watched it a lot as a kid. So that one will always, always um, be high on my list. Batman Begins, I thought the way Christopher Nolan completely took that, you know, trilogy that, you know, the Batman series in a completely different direction. Um, I love that, you know, that that first initial movie in the trilogy. And then Batman versus Superman uh, in 2016. I what's funny enough about that, I didn't really like that movie a lot. The first time I watched it, I thought it was maybe too much. I don't know, maybe it was a lot like this current Batman. But I after seeing it again, and maybe seeing it, you know, giving it some time, it's really risen up my list of favorite Batman movies. Um, the more I watch it, the more I kind of appreciate Ben Affleck in that role and, and kind of fitting into that universe. So I think at least at best, the new Batman for me is probably somewhere in that six to nine range. I'm not sure if it's better than Batman Forever. It probably is. But there's some moments of Batman Forever I really like that, you know, maybe I don't know, I'm kind of nostalgic for, and same for Batman and Robin, or same for, um, you know, the, the um, oh, which one am I thinking of? And I'm, it's drawing a blank now. But anyways, I don't think this current Batman breaks the top, um, the top five, but that doesn't mean it's still not a great film. I think maybe with time, I think actually seeing how this develops into a full trilogy or more movies, maybe it'll change my opinion once I have the full context. So that's where that, that kind of fits in for me. I want to switch gears and talk about the role itself, the Batman, because I actually think the part of- Oh, oh, oh you want to switch gears now. Okay, sorry, you switched gears on me. I, yeah. I, I liked your list. Your list was fine. This was great. I, yeah, my reaction to that was great. Six to nine. Um, so like the one thing I caught was in your second one's the one you spent the most time watching, The Batman Returns. Sure. Okay, so- I just, there's one little detail I just love telling people about. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love it. It's my favorite little detail is, because uh, yeah, do you remember the penguin in that? Yeah, yeah. Danny everyone Vito. loves the penguin in this movie about, I know we could tell it's Colin Farrell and everyone loves the penguin. Like I'm getting a lot of that. And sorry, take a breath. But um, everyone likes the penguin. And that one's Danny DeVito. Everyone loves Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's just doing great always. And he, yeah, he does that weird Tim Burton movie, Batman Returns. And no one, no one takes, no one remembers who his dad played, who his dad was in that. Oh yeah, at the very beginning of the movie, when you see them like put the bassinet into the water. Yeah. Who was that? I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, that's Paul right. Rubens. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and you only see him for just like a pretty short, you know, fraction of the movie. But yeah, wow. That is mm -hmm. another cool detail. I, I completely forgot about that. I've probably yeah. seen the movie a hundred times, if not more. Exactly. You said you said you're a hundred more. I don't, I, you probably, uh, The Dark Knight, have you watched that more a hundred more times too as well? Or I think I saw The Dark Knight in theaters at least five or six times and then probably five or six. It. Okay. I You're bought right it and then me. probably wore the DVD out. So I don't know. I don't know what the okay. numbers are, but it was up there for sure. 
Because like, I, okay, see that, that one, that one, uh, for me, that one moves really quickly. Just sure. the way they never, they never, they, uh, the way the pacing of that film is, it's always cut there, cut there, fast, fast, fast. It's great. They always slow down when Joker shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part everyone loves is when they slow down for him, which that was kind of the point, which is because Batman's always the, the established rule and the villain that comes in is the one that kind of makes the day, like the, the, the James Bond rule. Sure. We hate the villain or we want the villain to lose, but somehow we kind of are interested if he wins. It's just, uh, it's just a weird thing. It's like, okay, so you like, you like that one, I always feel like that one Joker won. We still call it Dark Knight. But his whole thing, his whole thing with the new thing with that was he sacrificed his own name, the Batman name, for uh, to make sure Harvey Dent doesn't go down. Sure. That's what made that one great. Uh, Batman Returns is has all those little details, those little fun toys that are just jumping around and dancing in front of you. You got Michelle Pfeiffer in leather. And the whole time you're thinking like, man, I really love Grease 2. I really want to watch Grease 2 now. But... And you're, you're just amazed at Michelle Pfeiffer's performance, these performances from uh, uh, Michael Keaton and all of this. And what's great about what's great about the Batman is, yeah, you have these, these model actors and these British guys who started out and doing a tedious amount of work doing Shakespeare. And now he's, uh, he's sitting there in quarantine, dressed as the Batman in very low light, wearing all these heavy costumes. And he, I, I tell you the truth, I thought he was, uh, they were trying to catch it more in real time and do the audience with the audience. Try to show it with the audience, the fact that he didn't really do a voice because he didn't want to strain himself. Like, oh, sure. Like, uh, kind of like how uh, uh, Christian Bell did. Right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, he was just yeah. whispering the whole time. And I thought that was just kind of brilliant. Like, okay, he's just, if he did say something, he whispered, and he was real close to you and you did not swing on him. That's what's great about him is because uh, this whole, I don't know, just me personally dealing with uh, so much close contact with it being around the pandemic, just being that close to somebody and just getting your ass whooped by a guy in a Batman costume scares the hell out of me. <laughs> but I just can't stop loving and reading all about it. Sure. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Just ranking it. And I'm just, okay, I'm comparing. You want me to compare it to other movies? Where would I put it there? Like, I have no idea. I just know I can... With this movie, what's great about it is it did slow down. Like we're all slowing down and just watching this guy dressed as a Batman, uh, just beating people up. And what sucks about it, yes, it's Robert Patterson. Yes, he's done some crap movies. Yes, even I have to apologize to people about all the crap I talked about Robert Patterson. Some people, there's a few I'm not gonna apologize to. There's some I would love a chance to apologize to, but I can't. But we just slow down and just say now, like, this is a weird story. And there's so much more we get out of this. And it's so fun. And uh, it's just like, even the, you could just get so much out of it. And I'm just, I'm sorry that I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm stopping you. I'm always interrupting you. And I'm, uh, I'm uh, uh, getting a little self-conscious about that because it's scary. And I think that was the point of the Batman. So yeah. one of the things I think is really interesting about the Batman, I think, when when you're putting together the cast for the Batman, I think you have to be so incredibly aware of the fact that when you're putting together this movie, you're not just casting the Batman. You're also, you're casting somebody who's going to be playing two parts. I mean, Batman and Bruce Wayne. So my theory about, you know, the Batman is you've really, you, you're, you're, again, you're casting it for two parts. So you want somebody who can play both of those parts. And I, coming away from this movie, I'm very high on Pattinson as Batman, but not so much Bruce Wayne. I, I did not enjoy the moments where he was out of the Batman costume. I really thought he was great in costume, but I think the best characters from the Batman universe are the ones who can navigate both roles the best. I think Keaton was phenomenal at both. He was a great Batman. He was a great um, um, Bruce Wayne. He had the charisma. Uh, he had the force when he played Batman. I think Val Kilmer was a little meh on both. No offense to Val. I love Val and so many other things. I think George Clooney, unfortunately, I think George Clooney was just George Clooney for both parts. Um, not really an insult. I just think that's what you get with George Clooney. You're going to get, you know, the same kind of performance, probably regardless of the role. And that's, that's not a bad thing. I think there's a place for that. 
Um, but I don't about George Clooney though, and it makes me want to go back and watch Batman and Robin, which could sure. be considered one of the best Batman movies of all time. If you're interested in hearing that argument from me, I could tell you, and you're gonna be like, wait, this movie had that moment. I'm like, yeah, I know. We both talked about it. It was uh, that had a good Alfred story that no one's done before. Of course, like no one really remembers it. No one's like, hey, that's because everyone like hates that movie. They don't realize what's the new idea in that movie, and that yeah. was the new idea. Yeah, pretty was, underrated uh, aspect. They address they address the fact that uh, uh, Batman was raised by Alfred. Yes. Yes, he was orphaned, but he was or orphaned with the butler. Sure. And everyone sure. just like everyone think that wait, no one stopped to be like, hey, what about this kid's development? Like, do you, like because obviously he doesn't talk to him like he's a uh, like he owns him or anything. It's kind of like a weird scout, right? Atticus right. relationship. Yeah. Like they see yeah, each other's equals kind of thing and it's just weird like he how do, how does he not have that as a how does he not have that as an adult or has he not have that as a authority figure the sure. whole time alfred was helping him reluctantly he telling him hey this crap is stupid but here's your cipher yes yes it's like the yes that's a good way him. yeah and then when he lost that that's when he knows okay this is really serious i can't be doing the same crap i always do sure that's sure. what was the whole struggle for him and then he realized it was his own flaws of walking around beating the crap out of people. And that's what he inspired was a guy to call himself the Riddler. And he got other people to call themselves the Riddler. And the whole reason why was I'm vengeance. I'm the, I, cause everyone thought Riddler was talking about Batman the whole time. Cause it, that's what, even the, the 12 year old, he noticed that like he wasn't talking about Batman the whole time. So everyone thought he figured out Batman's identity and he didn't. So when he, when he attacked, he kept saying Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. It was so great. Like that was never his identity. He always went by the Batman. He always protected the Bruce Wayne identity and he thought he didn't protect it because Riddler found it and ends up Riddler didn't know or care what his name was. He just called him the Batman the whole time. He's the only one that right. saw him as that. Like how people have uh, weird different viewpoints <clears throat> and how it clashes into each other. And that's what the point of the Riddler is, is his different viewpoint, the same, uh, the same motivation. So, yeah, I think, yeah, George Clooney, no offense to him. I think he was just playing George Clooney the whole time, which is not a bad thing. That's what you get and you pay for. Um, he apologizes I think for it. That's what I wanted to tell you. He always apologizes for it. Every time someone asks him about the movie, he apologizes. Oh, interesting. No, no need to apologize time. to us. Uh, we, yeah, he doesn't have to. I, the fact he does it every time, just like, oh, my God, I love you, George Clooney. Sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, I, I think Christian Bale, I, I know people will, you know, will, will, um, you know, say things about his gruff voices, Batman and other mannerisms that maybe were, you know, not always the best at times, but I think Christian Bale is great as Batman and as, as uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, I think strangely enough, Ben Affleck was able to navigate both roles. And I kind of feel like I, I'm still waiting for more uh, Ben Affleck as, as Batman, but I guess that time has passed and that's okay. Um, I think Pattinson was really strong as Batman, but I'm I'm very reluctant on him as Bruce Wayne. I didn't see any of the charisma. Maybe we'll see that in future editions of the film, you know, maybe in part two, part three later on. I hope so. But for right now, I would probably give him like an A as Batman, but probably like a C as Bruce Wayne. So hopefully that's, that's what's perfect about it. If you think, yeah, I absolutely, I'm not going to argue with you at all. I absolutely agree with you is the fact that even he hated being Bruce Wayne, that he made oh, the wow. audience, the story, he made yeah. them feel the same way. See, this is why I'm glad I brought you on, Wade, because you're helping me see the this in a different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I'm seeing, I'm now, I'm kind of seeing this character in a different way. And, and maybe that's will help me when I watch this again, or when I see the next Batman flick, I'll have a little more of you're you're pretty you're maybe a little higher on Pattinson than I am and that you know you've have some you articulated some pretty interesting points that I think I'm gonna have to reconsider when I when I when I keep thinking about this movie and how it fits into the universe so the Batman it's a three-hour movie it's a great it's a great film but I want to know from you in your opinion and you can take this any way you want and I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my answer maybe to kind of set up the question if it'll help yes I want to know who do you think won the movie? Because for me, I think it was Colin Farrell for no other reason that I had no idea that he was the Penguin. He was so uh, immersed into that role. 
I could not see him as Colin Farrell. I had no idea it was Colin Farrell until the credits rolled. So I think if you're just thinking about what is your job as an actor, if it is to convince people that you are a character, a person that you are not, I feel like Colin Farrell did that going away. So that's kind of how I looked at it. But how do, how do you, what do you think that's, that's, movie? that's what makes a good Batman movie. It's a good Batman villain and there. You say the Penguin? Okay, you think the Penguin won. I thought the Riddler lost. I thought the Penguin, uh, he uh, he was very comfortable where he was at. And that's why he was just kind of talking crap to everybody. He, the heck, he, the guy walked in dressed as Batman and his boss calls him Zorro. <laughs> right. Yeah, here's Zorro, which is played by the Jesus <laughs> from the Big Lebowski, which, oh wait, that's yeah. another noir, which everyone forgets about the Big Lebowski is Lebowski's in every scene. Sure, sure. The Big Lebowski, okay, he's the dude. The dude's in every scene. The Batman is in every scene. He's going to dress up like Batman the whole time. And it's the fact you hated it when he was not dressed as Batman. It's like, okay, he scored. He won. That's the, that, was the, that was the goal, I guess, they put out there. And they, they advertised that. We went and saw that. It's great. Oh, wow. That's a really good way of taking. I, I was kind of, yeah, okay, I like that. I, See, again, this is why I brought you on, because I, I'm appreciating this more, the movie more, just hashing it out and hearing you, you, you bounce some of these ideas back and forth. This is great. So, I mean, I think we, we probably will expect at least another Batman movie within this universe. Maybe they'll do a trilogy. I'm not sure. My prediction is it'll be a trilogy and maybe they'll hand it off to somebody else. Who knows? But what are some of your predictions do you think that'll happen in this Batman universe? What do you think maybe over the next movie or two, if we do get that, what are some predictions do you, do you think will happen in, over the next couple of movies, perhaps? Oh, I have no idea. I know uh, that's what's great. I'm trying to stay in my best way. I've been, I've, been, uh, I've been good not reading Batman at all, and I'll probably get back to it after this, basically this conversation. <laughs> I'll probably go back to it, but I uh, I love the idea of just getting away from it. That's what I tried to do for this was sure. to get away from it and just like okay, this is what I love about it. This is why I can look back and say, here's what I see. And when it comes as a whole, because I I went out, I watched a movie. They the first thing they told me was Michael Keaton's coming back. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, Michael Keaton's coming back. That's the next Batman movie. Then I realized that's not the next Batman movie. The next one is that super pets movie that's going to come out with uh, kevin hart playing a dog and he plays batman's dog and i'm pretty sure batman's played by keanu reeves oh yeah i think you're right I, I, yeah i have double checked that but i think you're right on that that's that's uh it'll be an interesting, <laughs> interesting you want to call me back for uh for you know, i'll review that one too <laughs> <laughs> there we go i'll tell you i'll tell you what's great about that there we go yeah that's what's great but the future's already you know they're already telling us it's 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 shaping up. It looks great for, for a weird world we're in that's somehow shaped around me. I'm, of course, I'm kidding about that. But uh, <laughs> this weird, weird world we're in, things are looking up and it's yeah. fun. And that's why that's what uh, Batman is. It's always that struggle that and at the yeah. end, you see that light when he's uh, when he's in full mud out Batman costume. That's been the news is we're calling him Batman vigilante and not just vigilante. <laughs> that's what's great about it it's the batman yeah that's the goal that's what they reached that's what i hope we reached or hope i reached sure. from it so yeah i i got away from it interesting i i think we're gonna get some more joker i know we're kind of you know quotation marks showed the joker i think as you alluded to robin may already be in this universe my hope my big prediction and i and i i hope i'm right and yet i hope i'm wrong for other reasons I grew up, one of my favorite Batman comic books growing up was A Death in the Family. And I say favorite because it's, it's really a very dark comic. I mean, it involves the Joker beating Robin to death. I mean, it's very tragic. I don't know why my parents let me read this when I was like five, six, seven, however old I was when I got a hold of it. But my thinking is this is, that's the kind of story that may get introduced over, I don't know if it's in a single film or if it's the next two films, but I think maybe we get joker and robin added to the universe in full force the next film and then maybe we get that kind of death in the family moment maybe that's the trilogy i'm not sure but that's my prediction it's probably sure to go wrong 
Um, and it's on tape now, so you can play it back whenever I'm eventually wrong. But hey, I want to put it no, out. No, there. you're fine. No, you're fine. I was just <laughs> the the yeah, you're absolutely fine. Sorry, I didn't mean no. to interrupt on that. Like that's why you're you cool. want to see. Like I hope we, I hope you see. I hope we see it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. So the Batman, it's a story that keeps we're we're telling it almost every decade. There's like a new rendition of this story, new directors, new storytellers. So what I want to know is. How do you think, Wade, how do you think this version, just the Batman, the one we just recently saw, how will it be remembered in 10 years from now? Because chances are there's probably going to be another Batman movie or trilogy like on the horizon in 10 years from now. So how do you think we're going to look back at this one in particular and think about it? I liked it. It was great. You know, it's the Batman. It answers itself. The Batman is the Batman. It's great. <laughs> okay i'm sorry I, I feel like i'm killing I'm, i feel like i'm i'm beating that that chris farley joke over and over again but it's just great so it's great yeah you, you think this is something we're we're gonna we're gonna look back at this pretty positively uh yeah. you know 10 years from now it's gonna age really well it's gonna be a, a uh you know a good merlot that has had a chance to to age and 10 years from now we're, we're still gonna like it a lot i, I do i will <laughs> awesome all I right i like that when we record the 10 year anniversary, uh, Wade yes. and I will watch it uh, and we'll see how we still feel about this movie. <laughs> it's, a oh, like, it's, it's a shame about Oklahoma. They don't do the, they don't, they don't uh, re-release it in theaters. There's oh, like I know. A, I theaters wish. Like, hey, we're going to play this. Like uh, Warren's done it a few times. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had their IMAX. They would play like replay the Dark Knight. Oh, IMAX. sure. That was great. But with this well, one, maybe this maybe, one. It's three hours long. Maybe like, hey, you come spend twenty dollars, we'll let you watch it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I might, I might go do that again in ten years. Yeah, I don't know if that will happen because usually they they prefer to do that with Oscar movies. They get a little bit of a a little bit of a bump because oh, yeah, all yeah. The, the money they spend on the camp Oscar campaigns for that. Sure. But this one, the Oscar campaign money is already going to other stuff, so really they're not spending that money because they don't need to. Sure. Really, if anything, if they do make another one, yay. If they don't make another one, oh crap, we'll be, they've already are making them. We're fine. Right, right. Yeah. So, and the, as we speak. So, I, I think this version of the Batman universe, I think ultimately it seems like the movies in general have kind of pushed towards a more darker kind of description or, or telling of Gotham as a city which ultimately I think is kind of a reflection of how each director, whether we're talking about, um, you know, whether we're talking about um, Tim Burton, whether we're talking about Matt Reeves currently, or, you know, or anybody in the past who's made these films, I think these are reflections of how we kind of view our own society. And unfortunately, I think at least in 2020 and kind of going forward, things haven't exactly been great these past couple of years, whether it's the pandemic or whether it's a number of things. So we're not exactly off to a great start for this decade. So I'm a little worried that maybe 10 years from now, if things don't kind of pick up uh, from a society standpoint, we might be looking at an even more bleaker version of Gotham in the future. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I don't know. Maybe that's just the way things are going to end up. Um, so anyway. Work. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's going to be work involved. But man, you're just so... And just like it's okay, <laughs> it's okay, Chancey. It's gonna be a sure. thing, we'll be fine, you know. So sure. come out, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry, to, sorry, I'm just uh, giggling to myself on that one. You're all good, you're all good. So, we are we're wrapping things up. We've talked about the Batman, we've talked about it to death. We didn't talk about it for three hours, like the length of the movie, but I'm sure we could if we had the time. Um, yeah. what, I'm, what I'm curious now, Wade, you know, obviously, it's gonna be a while before we see another Batman movie, you know, and maybe the next one, maybe a couple of years from now, who knows? What are you watching or reading or listening to these days? Maybe to kind of tide you over until we get, we get some more Batman on the horizon. Right. Well, what's great about this. I came prepared about this part. This is the part I did prepare myself for was uh, <laughs> watching. Cause I knew I'd be talking about that Titans on HBO max. So like, okay, I can keep talking about HBO max or we can move on. Like, Hey, you can watch Titans. That's kind of a fun thing to watch. It's a little bit more of a palate cleanser when it comes to the Batman. Like oh, you can nice. just stop it and play it. Like I would say, I would suggest that if you want, you want more Batman, do that. Ooh, but I could be like, Hey, what else can I watch on HBO max? Like, have you not watched flag? Uh, our flag means death. I haven't. Are you watching that one? 
Dude, I love people from New Zealand. <laughs> They're like my oh, new favorite group of people. Yeah. With Juanic, oh. uh, whatever, the 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 Hitler guy from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, I keep seeing trailers for that. Every time I watch something on HBO, it gives me a trailer. So I guess at some point I'm gonna give in and finally watch it. Now that I'm you're saying it's good, I keep seeing trailers. It kind of sounds like I need to check it out. Yeah. Oh, it is it is good. Like that's one I'm that one I'm really I'm loving right now. I'll probably can go back to rewatching it. Um so I always like the and you said reading, and I always like to read one book a week. Ooh. And I kind of am stupid. I do I do kind of have a trick when it comes to that. My trick is uh I'll throw a comic book in there that only takes me like 30 minutes to read. <laughs> there you go. So that counts as a book. It does. Yeah, like a graphic novel like i i i read the latest one i read was uh brian k bond pride of baghdad Ooh, interesting i have not read really that one. Like, check it out oh that one's great brian k bond he did why the last man i know the oh, show kind of tanks or whatever the, the show got canceled pretty quickly sure uh but nico and it was all drawn by it was uh the art was done by nico henrenson 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 i am um, i feel like a dick it's canadian Nico, but okay. And what I'm listening to, well, crap, I actually discovered another podcast and I, oh. I kind of have a funny story about that, but we don't have the time. No, please do. Go ahead. Plug your, plug the podcast. Uh, it's called Local Earshot. I bought some ad space there just to announce, hey, if anyone has a copy of El Paso Hot Button's first two albums, that would be great. Okay. You there you go. It to me at my pot. Yeah, I wanted. I I paid for that for those guys, and they're gonna say it, of course. But I think they might like say at the same time you're gonna. This one's coming out, maybe. Oh well. So I'm sitting thinking, well, crap! I didn't mean for that to happen. I better say something about that. No, that's really. Cool. I was just like, I I found twenty bucks to spend, so I spent it to be like, hey, can I find those albums? Maybe they'll do a little classified ad for me. But oh, yeah. Cool. I feel really bad because I really enjoy their podcast. I'm not trying to take, yeah, but <laughs> enjoy yours too. You're doing great. I know this is your 20th podcast. I hope you're happy. You're doing great with it. Um, but yeah, because uh, I know oh, we're not even got through with all of this. I don't know if you want to go back and read all these afterwards and death in the family. I could destroy that for you. I'm sorry. I can, <laughs> but uh, okay. We're 30. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're cool. No, those are great suggestions. And I will definitely, I need to check out uh, any and all of those uh, because you, you bring lots of great suggestions last time into this, into this show as well. Uh, mm. And like Wade said, this is episode 20. You know, um, I, my goal is, is 100 episodes. I am uh, a fifth of the way there now. I'm only 80 to go. So uh, that is going to wrap things up for today's episode. Thank you again so much. Uh, to Wade uh, Stanley for joining me today again, uh, gracing us with his presence and sharing a lot of wisdom on the Batman. I now have to rewatch this movie because Wade yeah. just shed some light on things that I wasn't even aware of. Um, obviously, you can check out Wade. You know, you can check him out. He's got a cool art project going on. Not Wade's Art Days on Instagram. Also, yes. if you find those El Paso hot button LPs oh, or records, yes. I, I will. This way. I don't okay, know. Okay, I'll send them. I'll send them to you. It's yeah. great. I'll uh, yeah, yeah. you'll be the first one to let you know. Like this trick actually works. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I hope Let's the trick it. works. It. I, I'm not gonna lie. I might. I might. I, there might be a few others I text first, but I'll. You'll be on that text sure. train. I promise you. Yeah. That'd be awesome. So yeah, help us out. Let's make the internet. Let's do something cool with the internet. Let's find those albums. So this is episode 20. I'm 80 away from my ultimate goal of 100 episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and share. Be good. Be safe. Peace out.